This is a download from the Clinical Audit Support Centre Limited. To find out more, visit www.clinicalauditsupport.com. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest newscast from the Clinical Audit Support Centre. This newscast covers events that took place during the final three months of 2008. Our last shortened newscast was well received, so once again we are sticking to the same format. Sadly, Tracy is again unable to join me to share her thoughts with you, but we have discussed the recent comings and goings in the world of clinical audit, so this is very much a joint review looking at October to December 2008. Just like quarter three, the final quarter of 2008 has been a busy time with lots of important goings on in the world of clinical audit. Starting with the Healthcare Quality Improvement Partnership, the new clinical audit superpower has undoubtedly led the way over the last three months in terms of creating national news. There is much to mention in relation to HQIP and it is clear that they are starting to gather momentum with recent personnel appointments and the activation of their comprehensive website at the start of November. Both Tracy and I are impressed with the website and its content, although the images seem slightly biased towards secondary care and the sheer amount of content makes navigation awkward on occasions. Overall though, there can be no doubt that the new website is a massive improvement on the old version. November proved an important month for HQIP with their first National Clinical Audit Summit held in London. The event brought together the great and the good from HQIP, NCAG and the Department of Health to discuss the future of national audits and was given the imposing title Revitalising Clinical Audit a summit for leaders of national clinical audit. Given the very mixed reputation of national audits and the fact that anyone can set up a national audit project, this event should be very much welcomed by the audit professionals. We are all aware that the quality of national audits has been very variable and events such as this should help improve national audits and ensure they are coordinated appropriately. More details of the summit, including presentations from the day, are available from the HQIP website. Staying on the subject of national audits, November also saw the National Clinical Audit and Patient Outcomes Programme invite proposals for new national audits. This led to NCAG reviewing suggestions and on the 2nd of December 2008, a new shortlist of 12 national audits was released for tender. The list includes a wide range of topics including asthma care services, end-of-life care provided by primary care using after-death analysis, epilepsy care for children and young people, inflammatory bowel disease, management of venous leg ulcers, management of patients with stage 4 or 5 chronic kidney disease, outcomes of referrals to paediatricians for suspected child maltreatment etc. Overall, it is good to see that NCAG have wasted little time in agreeing new national audits and the list is fairly diverse. It is interesting to see that there is an increased emphasis on looking at patient outcomes via national audits, although some suggested titles on the NCAPOP list don't sound like traditional audits to us. It will be interesting to see what happens next. Who will bid to run these national audits and what amount of money will be needed to deliver the projects? When will the new audits be available and will the new national audits have learned from the mistakes of previous projects? The NCAPOP programme will clearly alter significantly during 2009 and we look forward to observing developments. Incidentally, 
If you have an idea for a national audit, be aware that NCAG are looking for suggestions and they welcome proposals from organisations with relevant expertise. In other important news relating to HQIP, in mid-December they announced that the Charity Commission has endorsed their application to become a charity. It will be interesting to see how this impacts on HQIP's standing within the audit and healthcare community, but CEO Robin Burgess was delighted with the news, remarking that, having charitable status allows us to reinforce our position and attract funding from a wider range of sources to support our work. In the same news release, HQIP identified that they have three immediate priorities. These are, number one, to manage and develop the National Audit Programme, two, to support and enable clinical audit staff on a local level, and three, to promote clinical audit as the engine that drives quality improvement. A couple of final points before moving away from HQIP. It was good to see that they announced their inaugural Clinical Audit Awards ceremony that will be part of their two-day conference taking place at the Belfry in April. Certainly Tracy and I welcome the opportunity for audit staff to share their work and be rewarded and acknowledged for their efforts. One of the common problems is that although clinical audit is widely practised, there is a definite paucity of excellent audits that show improved patient care. Well done to HQIP for encouraging NHS staff to share their best work. I am sure that like us, many of you in the audit community will be eager to see examples of best practice that will emerge via this awards process. In addition, audit staff should be aware that the frontline report into mapping of local clinical audit is now available via the HQIP website. This is a key document in our opinion and we've been surprised how few audit professionals we've encountered lately have read this document. The report reviews local audit delivery in the UK in 2008 and identifies a number of key issues. We intend to develop a podcast looking specifically at this report, so watch this space. Away from HQIP, it appears to have been a relatively quiet time for NCAG over the last three months, although they did appoint Dr Sarah Schofield as their GP member during the autumn. Sarah works as a GP in Southampton and has been involved in a variety of healthcare redesign projects in her region. It was mentioned earlier that NCAG were involved in the audit summit in November and they have also helped select new audits for the NCAPOP programme. More details relating to the work of the group can be found via their webpage on the Department of Health website. The National Audit Governance Group met in December 2008 and draft minutes of their meeting are available via their website. The group appears to be strengthening its links with HQIP and regional networks. Several new appointments have been made with Robin Sasseru taking the role of chair, Chris Swannell appointed the new general secretary, Nicola Porter leading on finance and Andrew Taylor volunteering for the role of communications officer. It is clear that NAG are looking to extend their sphere of influence in audit circles, although it is noted that their forum remains underutilised and is likely to become irrelevant once the new National Clinical Audit Forum is launched by HGRIP in the spring. However, it is good to see that this group finally is developing a more coordinated approach and we welcome the creation of key appointments to lead the group. NAG have a key role in representing all clinical audit staff in these times of change. 
For more details, visit the NAG website at www.nag.org.uk. In other news, we launched our new clinical audit journal, Clinical Audit Today, in the autumn. Initial feedback on this has been exceptional and we plan to make the journal freely available online on a quarterly basis. We very much welcome articles and there are full details in issue 1 on how to submit your work to us. We have also developed a number of short videos for the audit community, the first of which looks at the audit carried out by Florence Nightingale during the Crimean War. Feedback on this has been positive and we are keen to develop more, but video work is time consuming and expensive, so we may opt to release new materials on a quarterly rather than a monthly basis. In terms of forthcoming events, the annual audit conference run by Healthcare Events takes place in London at the start of February. The conference is a useful networking opportunity to meet key players in audit and also to showcase your work via the poster exhibition. We're also looking forward to the town hall style meeting that will close the conference. That pretty much covers events from the last three months of 2008. I'm sure you will agree that it has been an interesting and exciting last 12 months. All of us who work in healthcare are familiar with change and we've certainly seen a great deal lately in the world of clinical audit, especially with the emergence of NCAG and HQIP. 2009 certainly looks like it will be a fascinating time for those involved in audit, and we look forward to reporting on events from the first quarter of 2009 in April. This broadcast was recorded on the 2nd of February 2009, and is copyrighted with the Clinical Audit Support Centre Limited. Reproduction of this download is prohibited. Rebroadcast of this work is forbidden without the expressed written consent of the CAST team.